Okay. <sighs> My face is on fire. It looks fine. Why? Why does your face look fine? Well, it looks as good as it can get. I hate you guys. Nate's right. Welcome back to Sauce on Beer, Burn, Barbecue. I'm your host, Kevin. Joined here by, last week I said my best friend. I might demote him this year, or this week, Damn not it. this year. I don't know. Maybe we'll it's see. It's too late for the year. If you're going to demote me, demote me next year. Okay, fine. Alex, what's up? Hey. So, Alex, we decided to bring back a guest who's only been on our show one time. And you've never met him on the show. Because you skipped out last time. Are we trying to like leave hints for people to guess? Yes. Type in your answer now if you know who we're talking about. Yes. We'll give you a second. Okay, that was your second. Nate, what's up? How's it going? So Nate has traveled from the great state of Texas. Whoop. Uh, just to, to be on the show. Just to be on the show with mm-hmm. us tonight. How False. long of a drive was that tonight? Uh, 14 hours. Just for tonight? That's right. Gross. And the, and the last two weeks that I've been here to see family. Oh. So Nate has come back on our show to uh, drink some bourbon. And nope. We are drinking bourbon right now. Okay, but not but for the show. Not for tonight's show. Don't tonight's show, we're Alex. also drinking rye. Sorry, I have little patience for him calling rye whiskey bourbon. Because <laughs> okay. we have drank a ton of bourbon so far. Yeah. Every time I listen to the podcast and he does it, I'm like, dang it, Kevin, it's not <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> I don't do well, it on especially purpose. Especially on the episodes I'm not here. Which aren't very many, but in the ones that I'm not here and he says something that I'm like, ah, if only I've been there. I did really good on the one episode that you weren't here where we actually did try a rye. Okay, that's beside the point. So, Nate, thanks for coming back with us. Of course. Happy to be here. It's been a while. It has. It has. Um, almost a little, well, December, months. I guess. Yeah, it was Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. So... Nate has joined us again. His family's up here visiting family. But you just came back from a uh, magical place. I did. It Where? wasn't Disneyland. <laughs> it wasn't Disney. It was Disneyland for everyone who's over 21. Correct? That's right. <laughs> so uh, during our trip up to St. Louis and Illinois um, this year, uh, we left our kids at the in-laws for a couple of days, and my wife and I went to Kentucky. So we were able to uh, check out some distilleries first time out there for us um got to stay in louisville and um go visit some distilleries so it was a lot of fun i know you were excited about that i think that was something you and i we've talked quite a bit about where you should go and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah it was a big trip for me about three years into this rabbit hole that is bourbon Mm -hmm. and um for the last year and a half two years it's been on my on my bucket list for sure to get out to Kentucky. Oh, so you've not been there before? No. Okay, I didn't realize. Well, I've been to Kentucky, but I'd never been for that reason. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. So let's back up one second, Nate. I want to kind of just I realize that you know we we've gained a lot of listeners and all that kind of stuff, and people may wonder who you are. So give us the thirty second to a minute and a half story of how did you get into bourbon and all that. Like you're you're kind of like our bourbon expert for us. Oh, stop saying that. <laughs> you have you're you're more into this now than I am, I think. So I don't know. You you know more than I do. I just uh, well. I play the part. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, true. So how did you get into bourbon for those people who are just joining us? So um I mean shoot, going through college and turning twenty one and all that, I was always into craft beer. Um I still am a big beer drinker. Um and then like, about three years ago, I uh, started trying some whiskeys. Um, like I, I bought a bottle of like Gentleman Jack. It's like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> and then a friend of mine told me about Four Roses bourbon. And um, so I bought a, my first single barrel bourbon, which is Four Roses single barrel, and fell in love with it. And so, uh, and since then, like I said, it's kind of been a rabbit hole. You just got to try everything in it. Anything you can get your hands on. It's so, a dangerous rabbit hole. Yeah, it is. And it's it, an expensive rabbit hole. Yeah, it is a very expensive yeah. rabbit hole. <laughs> My wife loves it. Um, sarcasm. But, <laughs> um, but no, from then it was just learn everything I can. Um, 
learn everything I can about the distilleries, the bourbon itself, try as much as I can, surround myself around people that, whether it be online or physical people that know about it. So that was, I feel like that was a good bottle to get started on. Because I actually had that for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and it, yeah. it was really good. Yeah, what the standard? The standard is a higher rye, so it's a little spicy. Mm-hmm. So, but it was good, and I really liked it. So, what about it made you fall in love with it? Was it the taste? Was it what goes into bourbon? What what piqued your interest? Do you think? I think it was just. I mean, the taste definitely. Um, kind of the. You know, kind of like craft beer, it was like the specialty item. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something, it wasn't a bottle of Jack Daniels that anyone would know about or anyone would go buy off the shelf any day. It was kind of this special bottle, which Four Roses single barrel is not hard to find in the bourbon world. Mm-hmm. But it's not like among your your everyday whiskey drinkers that are buying Jim Beam White Label or, right. or Jack Daniels that they don't really know about it. And so it was kind of this, at the time, to me, it was kind of like this specialty item or this craft item, even mm-hmm. though it's not. Um, that set it apart for me. And so then already having that kind of that mentality of with beer, trying everything out there and all these different craft breweries and everything. So it, from then it just was like, all right, now I'm going to do it with whiskey. Mm-hmm. And so then I it started from there, I think. So it was the, I guess you could say the prestige of it Yeah, a little exactly. bit. I, I remember yeah. thinking that when I started trying it too, I'm like, yeah, I don't know anybody else who drinks bourbon. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that was pretty cool. Except I, for me. Except for you. Well, obviously. You, you, <laughs> you got me hooked. But I, I think the movement from craft beer to exploring whiskey is a, an easy transition. Because yeah, if you like craft definitely. beer, the thing that I like about it and that most of the other people that I know like about it is there's so many different kinds. Mm. There's not just one. There's not just ten. There's not just a hundred. You know, There's so many different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what really got me hooked on bourbon is that there's not just bourbon. There's hundreds to thousands of different kinds and flavors that you can get out of it. And I remember thinking that was really cool. And I feel like it's always constantly changing. You know, the next newest bottle's coming out. I mean, or there's some Kentucky-only release, or there's, you know, some new states getting new one. Yeah. Even from different single barrels. I mean, Henry McKenna, 10-year bib is is a great example. Every bottle's different. Oh, yeah. It's the same product on the outside, but the inside is is different every oh, time. Yeah. And you, I mean, craft beer is not really like that. And 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 your standard everyday Jack Daniels or whatever is not like yeah. that either. But craft beer is different because it's the same every time, or it should be anyway. Mm. Where whiskey, good whiskey, could be different, it's, even though it's the same product, can be different every yeah, bottle. That's true. That's a good point. So you just got back from Kentucky. Yeah. Um, where'd you go? So I said before we stayed in Louisville. Uh, and checked out some bars there. Um, my two standout bars in Louisville were the Garage Bar, uh, restaurant and bar, and then Haymarket. Um, those are both whiskey bars. Um, Haymarket had they they advertise that they have f- over four hundred whiskeys, and I I believe it because that place was crazy. Um, <laughs> really awesome. Uh, got to try some good stuff. Um, was able to try Old Rip 10-year for the first time. And um, and actually at a liquor store, they had a backroom tasting area that was the most reasonable prices, reasonable prices for one-ounce pours I've ever seen for anything. And um, I was able to try Pappy 15-year there, uh, which was really the one I was most intrigued about because it's the 107 proof, mm-hmm. uh, which I like better. Yeah. Um, so that was cool, getting to try some of those. And But as far as distilleries, we... Uh, we spent two days tour, are going to or and slash touring distilleries. Um, so on day one, we went towards Bardstown, and uh, we went to Willet. Uh, stopped by Heaven Hill. Uh, stopped by the Four Roses bottling facility. How was that? I've never been to that one. Um, it was cool to see their warehouses and stuff. The tour was not my favorite. And actually, this whole the whole week we were there, they were on shutdown for the okay. whole week, and so their bottling line wasn't even moving. They just explained it, yeah. Um, which they have this new facility at high speed bottling and everything, and they're they're doubling in size. That's crazy um, right now. And so they're 
they're in the process of constructing uh, at the distillery and at the bottling facility and warehousing facility. Um, um, beyond that, we went to we stopped by Jim Beam that day, the American Stillhouse. Um, And I think there was one more we stopped by that day. Did you do Woodford that day or Mm-mm. Makers? Yeah, Makers. Okay. That was the last one we went to on that day. Um, Makers was really cool. Yeah, Makers is incredible. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the tour was really good. The girl who gave us the tour was really knowledgeable. Um, and the the grounds of the distillery were just beautiful. They don't play around in Makers. No, they don't. Everything was just pristine. It was just it was really awesome awesome tour. I feel like Makers and Woodford are like, if you want to go see like what a picturesque distillery should be, those are the two. Yeah. Like, I mean, like Buffalo Trace is fantastic, but like yeah. Buffalo Trace looks like an industrial park, I feel right. like. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, I got that feeling too. Yeah. So then day two. Day two, we went towards uh, Frankfurt and Lawrenceburg. And so we stopped. First on the list was Buffalo Trace. We spent all morning at Buffalo Trace. Um, was unable to get Freddie Johnson. Uh, he was okay. there giving other tours. Uh, we had a, uh, a lady named Shelly. Okay, I've had her. Yeah, yeah, she was really good too. Yeah, she was really good. Yeah. She used to work at uh, Beam. She didn't. She she mentioned that she used to work at another distillery. Yeah, she, didn't she used say to work where. at Beam. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so she was really uh, a good host as well. Um, so after after Buffalo Trace, we went and stopped by Woodford and Wild Turkey. Um, we just stopped in at those. We didn't. I didn't have really have time to do. Uh, the tours at either one of those that day. Um, and then we went from there, went to Four Roses in Lawrenceburg, the distillery. Yeah. And again, Four Roses was shut down that week, so we couldn't see their distillation process. Um, and so we basically just did a history of and tasting at Four Roses. Yeah. Uh, I love Four Roses bourbon, but their tours are subpar. You see what I said now? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm on board with you. And, oh, why, and I can see why before you really had dove into their bourbon much, yeah. you were turned off by it because their tours were subpar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and so well, the same thing happened to us, right? Yeah. There, I mean, I've done something was shut down. So all we got to do yeah. was the tasting and the people doing the tasting giving, didn't seem like they cared at all. Yeah. Giving them the benefit of the doubt. They are in the, a huge process of doubling oh, yeah. the size of their distillery and their, bottling and warehousing facility so but i mean you saw the people the passion of the people at makers at buffalo at you know woodford they are very passionate about their product i felt like the four roses people are like eh it didn't seem like they really could answer the questions that yeah yeah i it is i i did get when we were at in lawrenceburg at the distillery and we did the the history of and tasting it was a girl doing the the history of and tasting and the question she was asking like I, I knew every answer to. Yeah. And like, Lindsay, we walked out of there. My wife was like, did you learn anything there? Like, no, not really. Uh, but you did get an awesome glass. I did. And it's this year's their 130th anniversary. And so oh. their glasses say 130th on it. It's mm-hmm. really nice. Dude, that's I awesome. I do like glasses. Yeah. And yeah. now I do like their bourbon. Even yeah. though my wife No, and their, their juice like is fantastic. I love yeah. their stuff. Their, the yellow label is great. Mm. You know, bottom it's, it's shelf. It's not yellow good. anymore. It's uh, You're right. tan. You're right. I'm no, going to call it the yellow label, though. Well, they, they, they changed just, label. They just changed labels. Ah. But they're here's, still calling it yellow. Here's something I thought was funny. The girl at Four Roses that was giving us the tasting said, so if you can still find... You know, you probably still find the yellow labels at your local liquor store. She's like, buy them up because they'll be worth a lot someday. <laughs> <laughs> Hot scoops from Nate, everybody. <laughs> I was like, uh, probably not, but you know, maybe a uh, hundred years from now. <laughs> Give it about 25, 30 years. Then, uh, yeah. I'm sitting on a bottle over there actually of yellow. I think we'll sit on it for. 30, 40 years, you might, you might, it might double go from value. bad bourbon to worse bourbon. <laughs> yeah. So I think, is it, did you go anywhere else? You did that was a it. lot of shopping. I know yeah, that. Yeah, I did a lot of shopping. You had a lot of uh, um, requests from people. I, I did. I, I brought, uh, brought back quite a few stuff. I'm muling a lot for some friends. Well, for somebody yeah, for, sitting next to me. Yeah. You did, you did bring me back three bottles. So. Yeah. And I brought back three bottles for three or four other people as well. So what'd you get? Uh, so for myself, I, I bought a, uh, a, a rye at Willet, one of their family estate ryes. It was a four year they had at the gift shop and actually one of the ones we're going to taste tonight. Yep. And then, um, 
I got some of the standards, the Kentucky standards, like uh, some of the bottle and bond stuff. We can't get any. You can't get outside of Kentucky. Heaven so Heaven Hill bottle yeah. and bond. I also picked up a Heaven Hill uh, six-year green label and an old Bardstown bottle and bond. My wife dipped a 375 of Makers 46 at their at their distillery, and so we got that. Um, shocker. I was really surprised because I didn't think this was something that happened. But when we were at Buffalo Trace, they put Blanton's out on the shelf in the gift shop. I've heard that they will do that. So yeah. we were there, and we had our tour was done, and we were walking around the gift shop. And so they had the Buffalo Cream, and they had the Mashville One White Dog, and they had um, Buffalo Trace, Buffalo the Trace, the, vod- the vodka, and then Eagle Rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were walking around, and... Um, and next thing I know, there's a girl coming out, and she's got boxes, and she's putting... Um, and I look, and she's filling up the shelf full of Blanton's. And I was huh. like, uh... Because you texted <laughs> me, like, right away. Yeah, I, I did. I texted yeah. you and said, you want one of these? Because they were a limited one per, one per person. Right. And so my wife could buy one, and I could buy one. But I only got one. Yeah. Uh, but I was even more excited about is um, I was like, wow, the Blanton's is there. My wife was like, you should probably get one. It's like... Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> That's the best thing in the whole world. Because I didn't expect her to go for that. But mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I love that my wife loves Maker's Mart and, and all of their bourbons. So we were there the other day, and Total Wine, we've talked about it before. They have their um, private select store pick, and we saw it there, and she's like, we should get that. I'm like, you're absolutely right. We should get that. Did you that. get another bottle of it? No. Oh. I thought you got another one. No, not just the one. Okay. But I'm sure once that runs out, we'll go back and be like, oh, look, they still have this. We should get another. The private's like so expensive, though. Yeah. It's like 70 bucks for. Yeah. The app makers, like, we tasted, they had three private selects available now. Yeah. Um, The spring panel, or was it the the taste panel? Okay. Taste panel is what we had in our tour, and that was fantastic. Um, Then they had the, um, the 46, or the. What's the guy's name? Bill Samuels. Yeah, Bill Samuels, Private Select. And then they had one other one. Did you get the junior or did you get the third? I think it was junior. Okay, that's the one we didn't I get, got. I, I, we didn't get to try that one, but so they had it there available. I got to go. I went on the last day that Bill Samuels Jr. pick was actually on the sampling. Oh, okay. I was like, yes, and tried it. It's so good. I mean, yeah. he picked the everything of it, and yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, Um but I was I was like, man, I have to look at maybe getting one of those. But they wanted like, I think it was seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, for they're one of those expensive bottles. there. Man, mm. it's just but, not. I mean, you're paying. I paid seventy for mine. The one you got's about seventy. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're on par. Yeah, but yeah. it's just it was. I didn't like it eighty dollars worth. Yeah, it's good though. It's yeah. worth it. Um, and in and actually one of the one of the things I was really hoping for, um, two two of the the things I was really hoping for is a good Willet pick at their gift shop, which sometimes they do have some really mm-hmm. good stuff come down the pipeline at their gift shop, and then something special at Four Roses at their gift shop. Yeah. So I got the four-year rye at Willet, which I was excited about. It wasn't, yeah. like, the best thing that could have happened. Um, it was probably the most reasonable price thing that I could have afforded <laughs> for it, but because um, I know their, 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 expensive, their bourbon gets pretty expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but apparently it's really good. But... And then, so at Four Roses, they did have a uh, distiller pick. Yeah, Brent Elliott's. It was, um, I think Elliott's picked he's, it. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it, yeah, but sometimes they, Jim Rutledge would do some picks, too. Really? I didn't know he was still doing picks. Maybe not anymore. Okay. But I know I've had some stuff from him in the past. So it was not It was picked by Elliott. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a regular OBSV, which is their standard recipe. So it wasn't a different recipe. That was your question you had from last week's podcast, the standard recipe of, like, the single barrel and all that. The standard gotcha. recipe is OBSV. So it's their higher rye with the VE strain. Um, so they're – and it wasn't even a, a, a barrel proof yeah. or barrel strength. It was just a regular 100 proof Four Roses OBSV, but it was a special barrel that they picked, that Brent Elliott picked. And I actually got to sample it on our tasting. So yeah. we sampled the three, like the yellow label, the, the small batch, and the regular single barrel. And then the girl was like, well, here, I have this open. We'll go ahead and sample this, oh, too. Oh, we have this open. Right. Yeah. Um, like it was something like she wasn't supposed to do. Yeah. Why don't <laughs> but, you open that bottle behind the glass, and then we'll uh, we'll right. talk. So, and it was only like $2 more than their regular 
it was a, it was a reasonable price. Yeah, I just didn't care for it much. Yeah, when I sampled it, so I'm glad actually glad I got to sample it mm. because I probably would have bought a bottle of that that distiller pick. And yeah, I'm glad I got it to sample it because I didn't. I, it just wasn't my favorite. So, but it sounds like you had a good trip. It was great. Thanks for bringing me back my three bottles. Of course, Old Bardstown Bottle and Bond, Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond, Green Label. And it's funny because you brought me that Green Label. I've been okay with drinking my other bottle of green label that you brought me back alex because <laughs> i've been rationing it because it's so good um, yeah yeah that's what uh we were at my parents house last night and Lindsay wanted to make bourbon brownies and the only thing i had open was a bottle of the heaven hill bottle of bond that yeah. i just bought i only bought one bottle for myself and she i was like uh, okay that, go ahead and do it that's like, when you just go to the grocery store and find something yeah but it's okay it didn't use very much that's good. Were they good? The batter was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the batter there would probably be amazing. Somebody I know just made cookies, and they made it with a high-proof bourbon, so it doesn't cook all the way out. Yeah. So there's still alcohol. Well, like, uh, really Knob right. Creek, I think, is yeah. what they made it with. Um, huh. And they, they, they gave it at Four Roses. She told us about a brownie recipe where you you just don't cook them all the way, mm-hmm. and so some of that sticks around. So but, what was it the Knob Creek Maple? I hope so. That sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, when we went to the Urban Stillhouse, Jim Beam Urban Stillhouse, they said do the Knob Creek Maple in it. We're going to, I think we're going to make some brownies at home and use the, the bourbon cream Ooh. to pour, to make a bourbon cream glaze over the top of them. Oh, man. Yeah. So should we get into what we're trying tonight? Yeah, let's, let's do talk it. about what we're doing. We have a rye lineup. I've been told if I call it bourbon, someone will attack me over the table and punch me mm-hmm. i don't remember saying that exactly but i i could imply it yeah. i mean so we have a nice lineup of different rye whiskeys here for us to try um nate you were kind enough to open your uh will it for your of course which is what proof you got them all in front of you over there so what proof is that will it the the four year is 53.1 or 106.2 proof and then the three-year, that is your bottle. Yeah, which I just found. I was excited about that yeah, here. I actually have a bottle of the same one at home. It's a 54.3% 108.6 proof. Okay. Then, Alex, you purchased a bottle from our friends at Still 630. Mm-hmm. Dave and Andrew, give them a shout-out. Uh, their Rally Point Rye, which is 90 proof, um, I believe. Am I right on that, Nate? You're, you, are, right. you are correct. Um I don't know the age on it. Um, I want to say I'm not 100% sure. 36 months, less than 36 months. It's probably, it's probably pretty young. But I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that one. So I'm going to just say it's a non-age statement on it. NAS. Yes. And then the last one we've got, which I'm excited about because I, I love this one. It's probably one of my favorite rides, um, is the Pikesville... Um, bottle from heaven hill 110 proof um i think it's somewhere between six and seven years i think somewhere around there it's, is what i remember a, it's reading a safe guess um but i'm not 100 percent sure on that either um they're not very open about these years on these bottles well it's pretty pretty open about theirs but uh yeah i'm excited to try the pikesville that's been one on my list that i've been meaning to try for a while uh <clears throat> 45-ish dollars. I think I got mine for 60 or so. 50-something. can't be that much. Maybe it was 50-something. It's usually between 40 and 50. Um, and I have some rye at home. I'm just just really in the last year been getting into drinking rye. And so it's not paying that much for one. has not been yeah. uh, something I've done yet. Actually, I actually I have that this the Willet I bought was a little bit more than that. But um, yeah. But I'm really excited to try the Pikesville. Yeah, the Pikesville, I got kind of, I went into a store and I saw it and I was like, I've heard good things. It was right after we tried the Kentucky Owl. Yeah. Um, and I was texting with you and reading some posts, people saying like, it's just as good as the Kentucky Owl. Um, you know. I think uh, Zeke was saying yeah. that, right? And so I was like, okay, let's try this. And it's good. I mean, it's really good. I don't know if I'll buy another bottle of it. I'll probably keep this on the shelf for a while. Um, I've heard it makes a great old-fashioned we used it for Sazeracs, didn't we? Did we? 
I thought we used the Rittenhouse. Well, we've used both of them, I think. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Um, Especially because of the high proof, 110 Mm -hmm. proof. I think think when I get a bottle of it, I'm probably when after I try it straight, I'm going to make an old fashioned with it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really good. So, um, so we're doing it a little bit different tonight, right? Yeah. We're doing a little bit differently. Normally, we would kind of drink throughout the entire show, but we're going to take a break real quick. We're going to sample all. Four of these bottles. Blind. Blind. We're going to do our notes. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about what we taste, talk about what we smell, try and figure out which is which. Take our guesses. Yeah, I'm, I'm not very uh Mine's confident. probably not going to look too pretty. That's all right. That's the fun part about this. Exactly. If you smell Tostino's pizza rolls in yours, then you smell Tostino's pizza rolls in yours. I feel like if I smell that, I have a problem. Yeah, I would worry about you on that, too, but you know. Might be having a stroke. <laughs> so... We're going to take a quick break. We're going to sample these ryes. I almost said bourbons. These ryes, and uh, we'll be back. Hey, this is Scotch Guy, and I hope you've been enjoying listening to this episode. Make sure that you check out all of our fantastic beer, bourbon, and barbecue merch at www.shopbeerbourbonbarbecue.com. Again, that's www.shopbeerbourbonbbq.com. We have tons of great and comfortable T-shirts, so make sure you go pick those up. Make sure you also check us out on Instagram at beer underscore bourbon underscore bbq and at the dot alex dot experiment now let's get back to getting sauced with beer bourbon and barbecue and we're back after tasting four delicious rice i mean they were really good they were really good all of them were good um let's just run through the list again of what we sampled um in case you got lost during the break um all 30 something seconds of it um, so we had a Willet three year, we had a Willet four year, we had still six thirties Rally Point Rye, and then we have the Pikesville uh, Rye hundred and ten proof. Um, Alex, you were talking kind of during our sampling and all that that you were going to rely on the proofs a little bit. But yeah, they're that was all a mistake. so similar. I mean, well, so still six thirties the Rally Point is ninety proof, right? But the other three ones. See, 108, 106, and 110. Yeah. I mean, I'm not good enough where I can really tell the difference between the three. Well, and I always feel like ryes are so hot as it is. Right. I mean, that it throws me off for a loop. So I felt like that, the still 630, the 90 proof, it fit in with these other three, and it, I felt like it held its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there wasn't one that I felt was weak. But not at all. No. No. And uh, it's funny, you went into it thinking you're going to rely on the on the proofs where I was sampling the fourth one before I was like, oh, I should probably have considered the proofs. Yeah. Uh, but Well, and the thing, too, is, like, I know how the Willets are supposed to take. I've, taste. I've never had a Willet before, but I've heard people say, like, there's a distinct taste that you're looking for. And all oh, that. really? And I'm trying all four of these. I'm like, I can taste it in all these. Like, I just, what is, huh. oh. Well, I'm so glad. I, I went into this almost completely blind because the only one I've ever had is the Pikesville, and it's been a long time. Yeah, it's and been a really long Well, we made cocktails out of it, too. I so, mean, yeah, I'd, so nothing, and I've never had any of the other So I think, I think I embarrass myself completely during this. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we're all spot on. Uh-huh. So I, I think I'm probably going to embarrass myself, too. I feel really confident in what I have written down here, and I feel like I'm going to, like, going into our guessing, I'm, like... I'm expecting to do well, but I'm not going to. So you kept going like, ooh, I know what this is and all that. And that was throwing me so much. I'm like, <laughs> I should know what this is, too. Like, what is it? Oh, I was. Well, I'm going to make myself sound stupid, though. Just wait. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Some my t- tasting notes are terrible. Because, like, I taste a lot of the same stuff between all of these. But I don't know. A couple of times I was like, yes, I know what this is. For one of the noses, though, I wrote down what I considered to be like a second grade answer. I literally <laughs> wrote down the words alcohol and rye. That's not terrible. It's, it's like <laughs> answering a, a Sunday school class lesson with, because Jesus said so. <laughs> God commanded it. <laughs> right, what I did I, realize, I teach, I teach high school history, mm-hmm. and some people will be like, I'll ask a question to the class, and no one will know the answer. And then someone will be like, Jesus is always the answer. Yep. Well, okay. <laughs> this is high school now. Oh, my goodness. I did realize this, though, that I don't pay enough attention to what I'm really thinking about and, like, the taste and all that kind of stuff. And I really want to slow down now 
and really start building that bank up of like flavors and yeah. notes and we haven't done this in a while. I know. It's been so long. I mean we've tried it stuff and we've talked about what we like about it and all that, but we haven't done a blind tasting. Yeah. Thing. This was fun. Well, so if you want to send us whiskey to do blind taste on to help <laughs> we'll us uh, happily do it. We'll definitely try those. So geez, I'm knocking over all kinds of stuff over here. Shall we dive in, gentlemen? So let's let's break down how we're gonna do this first. So we're gonna go down the line, numbers one, two, three, and four. As they were poured out by by Kevin's wife, thank yeah. you, Megan. Um, so we, I think we all took notes on nose, taste, finish, probably some feel, some texture in there. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna go. Um, let's just do one at a time. We'll all go around. What did we What did we get? We'll read through our notes for each of them, our impressions, and then let's not guess yet. We'll save that until we've talked about all four. And then we can each go through, and I thought number one was this. Well, we'll do that. So Yeah, I like that. Um, Nate, do you want to start number one? Sure, I'll start. Um, so number one, uh, on the nose, I thought it, was, it had a little bit of astringency to it, a little bit of a burn to it. Um, it could be just the spice or maybe the proof. Uh, I did get a mint flavor on the nose. Um, and so that, that really made me, th- a, my, my first initial thought was I thought maybe what it was, but I, I don't know now. Um, the palate, um, spicy rye palate, of course. It was real oily, kind of thick. Um, didn't burn much. Um, so this is, this might sound fancy, but I got, I legitimately got this flavor, and I, it, it tasted like toasted coconut. Hmm. So that was interesting. Um, I did get a little bit of mint in the flavor as well, um, but. It was it was really good, but that toasted coconut, this like my second or third sip of it, kind of stood out, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow, interesting." That was different. I I got something in one of them that I feel like I could probably identify as that, so I, I know what you're saying. Um, so, Kevin, you want to go next? So, for me, you said it was kind of like a comp. What did you say for your nose that you got like a complex or what? I I felt Not it real was, complex, but. I felt it was thinner, like but like a very strong thin almost I related it a lot and this is gonna sound really bad to put dry erase board cleaner. You know how like it's got that distinct kind of like <laughs> alcoholy smell and all that kind of stuff? That's what I but hmm. it wasn't like something that turned me off from it. You know what I mean? Like people say okay that you smell. Yeah, it. but that's like what I related <laughs> to. Um only a teacher would say I know. that, by the way. Uh oaky, I got like an oak kind of smell to it, like something a little bit that had been in a barrel for a while, but at the same time, it didn't smell very complex. Like it had been in a barrel mm-hmm. long enough. Does that yeah. kind of sure? Yeah. Um, my taste, I got a little bit of that pickly something pickled, not like a pickle, but something brined um, for a while. I, I kind of think back so to salty. My, yeah, back to my barbecue kind of tasting, like something that had been marinated for a while and something very heavily salted, kind of like a turkey. Kind of, you know how you get that turkey and uh-huh. you get it real salty and mm-hmm. um, sagey and kind of the those very earthy tones. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I've got. Like herbally. Uh, my front lips tingled a lot during drinking it. So I know it was something with a lot of kind of rye in that beginning. Like my lips kind of got a little bit numb. Um, and that kind of led me to the finish. It felt like I just chewed a piece of big red gum when I got done with it. Like my huh. mouth was just... Tingling. Yeah, but it was like a good numb, like an enjoyable numb. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of spice, a lot of that rye linger um, there. So, Alex? It's funny how different all of our experiences were on the same one. Um, so when I smelled this one first, it, it reminded me of Irish whiskey almost. Like hmm. a little bit peaty, like not enough to be scotch, but... Maybe that's an earthy tone that I'm trying to think. Maybe. Um I didn't think it was very hot, so I didn't get a lot of alcohols. Um, um, so the taste, when we started doing this, I always thought it was interesting how you could kind of feel where it burns on your tongue and kind of associate that with flavor. So I made notes on that for each of them just because I, I think that's interesting. This one it was very much a, a tip of the tongue. It was pretty sweet to me. Um, it tasted, I, I tasted some wheat, um, some sugar, and I thought it was interesting because when you taste bourbon, Usually you're trying to decide what sweet 
flavor is it? Mm-hmm. Is it caramel? Is it toffee? Is it butterscotch? Which, honestly, I couldn't tell the difference between the three, but people say they can, so that's fine. <laughs> is it a creamy cheese or a nutty cheese? That's different. Is it sugar or brown sugar? Listen to our last episode to get the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. It's not on there either. Um, but this one, to me, I just tasted sugar, just straight sugar. Um, and it was a little buttery, so I, I guess a little oily, like you said. Um, the finish, I didn't get a ton. It was pretty light, pretty smooth. Yeah. That was good. I mean, it was a good one to kind of start with. Um, I don't know. But would any of them have started that way? I don't know. We never do this. It's hard to say. All right, let's move on to the second one. Nate, you want to go ahead and we'll just keep on the same order. So, um, yeah, uh, on the nose, I immediately got a lot of oak, um, which was funny because it kind of made me, it reminded me of almost like a Jim Beam product or something like, like a Knob Creek or a Booker's where you get a lot of that, that distinct mm-hmm. oak flavor. Um, no, no real stringency on the nose. Um, it was really light on the nose. Um, you know, I, I sniffed really hard and I got no burn in my nostrils at all. So, um, on the, on the palate, it was really thin. Um, got a lot of that oak flavor. The spice lingered for a long time, but the flavor did not. The flavor for me went away really quickly. Um, and I got a lot of that rice spice or the burn at the end, but no flavor. So, so for me, this one reminded me a lot of a Heaven Hill, which made me think, pikesville kind of that same head i know we're not supposed to say what we think it is here but that's kind of what i got <laughs> um this had a lot of a rye smell to it for me um and tasting it it tasted like a reuben sandwich like you know like the bread that you get like on a reuben sandwich is a marble okay. rye okay um it reminded me a lot of our our sazeracs yes when we made those um just with that the lemony kind of smell and all that kind of stuff that when we put all the Sazerac together, it was heated, but it was a sweet heat kind of, um, it almost reminds me, and I keep going back to barbecue sauces because that's kind of like how I, I am of a, like a, a sweet jalapeno kind of sauce. Like it's got that heat that heats up your whole mouth, mm-hmm. but it's not an unbearable heat, which I think is kind of what you were saying, Nate, that it's got that long linger, but there's not a lot of complex flavor at the yeah, end of exactly. it. Exactly. Um, so that's kind of where I, I was mm-hmm. at the end. I had a very long linger burn. So yeah. I, I like that. I get to go last. It's kind of funny to hear what you're saying and think about what I have, because I think we all for this one, especially compared to the first tasted a lot of similar things, but kind of related them to different things. Hmm. Um, I had the least written down about this one, uh, for the nose. The only thing I wrote down was pine. So kind of that wood, but for whatever reason, pine stood out to me. And maybe that's the rye. Again, I've I've had very little experience with ryes. Um, on the taste, I I tasted that also, so I wrote down a little pine. I wrote down clove. Like I was getting something herbly and didn't know what to call it. It definitely wasn't as sweet. I I kind of felt it burning at the top of the tongue. So it wasn't like a honey sweet. Is that what you? Because like when I think I clove, said, I think of like I literally a hun- said almost honey. Okay, but not quite. Because like when you say clove, that's why I think like clove honey, like right away. Mm-hmm. That's what comes to my mind. And and maybe that's where I'm getting what you both said, where you get a flavor, but it was gone so fast that I couldn't really put a word to it. Mm-hmm. But the heat, the spice was kind of left there, and my finish was it was just hot. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but it it was hotter than the rest of them. Yeah, I think so. All right, so let's keep on going. Number three. All right, number three on my nose, lots of mint and dill. Um, no astringency on the nose real smooth um and then uh, i sniffed it a few times and after you get past that mint and dill that i smelled i got a real sweet smell that i'll get with some bourbons um and the only way i can describe it is is bubble gum that's the flavor i i get i smell and get um so like with the henry mckenna mm-hmm. i'll smell that real sweet and yeah. I, I i say bubble gum because i don't yeah. that's, that's what it smells like to me um, the big league chew kind of yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah and so that real sweet sugary um smell um and so i got that and then so on the taste dill right off the bat mint um it did have a sweet kind of that bubblegummy flavors like i got on the nose it was pretty thin the texture of it was pretty thin um uh, but the flavor lingered for a long time um no burn really smooth 
uh, it was uh, really good, actually. So, so for me on that one, I got the oldest smell. Like the the smell smelled the oldest, and that makes I understand zero sense. But no, no, no. Uh, it was like warm rye bread with butter. Okay, smell to it. Like hmm. um, it drew me back to pastrami with bread for St. Patrick's <sighs> Day episode. So good. I um, wish I could have been here. Oh, for that. Oh, it was goodness. so good. But that's what it drew me back to. Mm-hmm. Um, just that real hearty, fill your belly kind of feel. Um, so that was kind of my nose that I got. I got that sweetness, the spearmint. I actually have spearmint gum written down. Yeah. Um, it wasn't complex, though. Like, I felt like it was kind of just very one sided. Um, and it was only in the taste. Like, I mean, the palate, I put down a question mark. Because, like, it wasn't something memorable to me. But now that you kind of started that bubble gum and all that, that's what I'm thinking of at the end. Like, that's what I was tasting. Um, but it wasn't anything memorable. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. Alex. So the nose on this one, um, I got a little bit of that pine again, um, similar to the first one, but there was a little more to it this time. I, I wasn't sure. I kind of wrote down herbally. I wrote down tea. It was kind of a lighter, on the, I guess, on that florally side. Um, a little yeah, I bit could sp- see you say tea. I could see what you mean by that. Okay. I drink a lot of tea, so that's quick for me to relate to. As you say tea. that, I'm thinking like that Basil Hayden's kind of like tea-ish. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, what I like about Basil Hayden's. Yeah, but like... That was a turnoff for me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's it's different with the rye. I, I, that flavor, I think, actually works better in this rye than it did in the basil Hayden's. Yeah. Maybe that's because it's spicier. Who knows? Topic for another episode. Um, Why we hate basil Hayden's. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole episode on that. <laughs> either way. Uh, so for the taste, this one was sweeter um, than the last one. It I, I said it was kind of closer to the tip of the tongue, but not quite there. I don't know. I feel like I need to draw a diagram. Um, a it was, diagram of your tongue? Uh-huh. You need an easel? Yes. I have some Sharpies over there. I, I need paint. Oh. I'm going to do that. I'm going to just call you Bob Ross. Yeah. I'm picturing Scotch guys here and now. <laughs> anyway. Um, so this minute, Kevin, I agree with you that the flavor was good, but not very complex. Because um, I wrote down florally again. Like, it, it, it was sweeter. I couldn't get more specific than that, and it's probably more to my inexperience than anything else. Um, but the finish, this one was smoother. Um, mm-hmm. There was a little bit of spice to it, but it, it was good. I like this one a lot. All right, last one, number four, Nate. All right, uh, nose. It was very sweet right off the bat. Um, obviously, some of that rye spice, and then um, I just after that smelled alcohol. Um, on the on my palate, um, rice spice and alcohol, right off the bat, uh, tasted pretty young to me. Um, uh, linger, uh, the linger was the burn, um, and yeah, that's really all I have to say about this one. It, it was it was really it, it tasted young, um, a lot of spice and alcohol. That's, that's, I didn't get much more from this one. For my nose, I said it was there and gone. Like yeah. it was there and gone immediately. Very young. Mm. Uh, the taste, not a lot. Very simple. Very unaged. You know, like I mm-hmm. feel like if it did a couple more years, and that really leads me to what my guess is going to be in a few minutes. Because sure. if I'm correct in my thinking, I've had one that's been aged a little bit longer than this. That is really good. Um, just move on. You're basically saying. I, I know. Um, finish. I didn't put down a finish because, like I said, it was there and gone. There was mm-hmm. nothing memorable about the finish. So. This one, this is the one where I had my nose. I literally wrote down alcohol, rye. That's that's what I got from it. I couldn't get more specific. And, and again, my first sniff, there, it was there, and then everything else after that, but I, I couldn't smell anything. Um, my taste, I, I think... I got a little bit of butter, like it felt oily, and some of the lingering flavor there reminded me of butter. This one um, was pretty sweet. I got brown sugar off of it just because of how um, harsh the sweetness is, and harsh sounds negative. It's not. It was just a very 
extreme kind of sweetness, if that makes sense. Um, kind of weedy. It was short, a short sweetness. Yeah. Is that what you're... Yeah, like okay. really sweet, really fast. Then it was gone. Um, the finish was, I, I wrote down hot spice. And this was one, like, at the last time I sipped it, I was kind of breathing in real deep and got what I wrote down was just cotton candy. I don't know where I got that from. I haven't gotten that on any of the other ones, but but randomly got a really sweet finish on the my last sip of that that I didn't get on the other ones. Overall, I think these were really good rides. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, when we had talked about doing rides and all that, I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll throw a Rittenhouse in there, things like that. And when you got here, like, let's just do four. We were going to do five. I think four was the perfect amount. I think five would have been overkill yeah. because – with the rise, I think the one thing we got out of all these is that rye taste. It's so predominant, and right. I think five would have been too much. You would have right. been, your tongue would have been burnt out. Right. Um, so, should we rank what we think? Yeah, I think we should rank before we guess. Yeah. So, what did you, Nate? What did you think? What was your order for what you liked? All right. So my rank um, before we make our guesses, um, number three was my favorite. Okay. Um, number one, I would say, was my second favorite. Then I would say number two was my third favorite, and number four was my fourth favorite. Yeah. So for me, number two was my first favorite. I agree with you. Number one was my second favorite. Number three was my third favorite, and four was my fourth favorite. I had trouble ranking. Number three was easily my favorite. I wrote that down real quick. I'd say my rest of them actually mirror yours, Nate. Um, number one after that. Why just two, Nate's? And then four. Why not mine? Because it was the same as Nate's and not the same as yours. Outnumbered, Kevin. That's all right. You lose. All right, so what do we think, boys? Number one, what do you think it is? Me first? Yeah, same let's order. go in the same order. order. Okay. Right. Same order. Um, number one, I went back and forth after I tried all four of these. Um, and really, I, when I, after I tried the fourth one, I thought maybe this one was different, and I went back and forth with one and four, but I finally settled. I, I think number one was the Will It three-year. Number one, I think, is Will It four-year. <laughs> Alex? I, I wish I had gone back after I tasted all of them to think about it, and I didn't really. I just kind of hit my impression real quick. I mean, I thought about it as I was going through, but... So the first one, I put the rally point. Okay. See, that's what I was going back and forth with. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, the youngness on it, that's what kind of threw me. So. so the reason I put that was I've been to a couple craft distilleries over the last year, and so those are usually a little younger. Mm-hmm. And the flavor and nose that I've associated with almost all of them is kind of a peatiness that reminds yeah. me of scotch. Because I, so I, I won't be surprised at all when we when we find out the answers if number one is the rally point. Interesting. We'll get to that in a second. So let's but see. What's I, your number two? Or number, whatever you were going to say. Uh, this, the second one. My second guess. All right. Uh, second guess. Uh, number two. I thought was Pikesville. That's what I think. Number two is Pikesville. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I feel like you guys are on the same page and I put the wrong stuff for all of them. But we'll see. You could be right. Number two. I put the Willet Fourier. And okay. I picked the four over the three because of the proof. That one was the lower proof. Okay. Okay. Number three? Number three, um, will it four-year? I said will it three-year? <laughs> I said the will it three-year because uh, I got that same piney flavor between number two and number three, so I thought they're the same almost. Yeah. Um, just with a little bit more heat to it. And number four number four that would leave me with the, the rally point that's why i put rally point for number four. um and I, like i said i went back and forth with one and four uh because um i was getting some of the same willet flavors from from both of them that kind of that sweetness to them and that some of that mint but i ultimately settled on rally point being number four because of how young it tasted so that pickliness in number one is really what drove me to uh the will it on number one for me, mm-hmm. the youngness, like the taste of there and gone was the still six thirty for me because I've had the five year. Right. And I think the five year is a lot more complex. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And it, it's similar to that. I think. Mm. Yeah. My number four was, I, I was left with the Pikesville at that point, but after tasting it, it, it made me wonder about the rally point. 
that was the only time I kind of questioned it. Yeah. And the reason I kept Rally Point at the number one was because the first one was the only one that reminded me of that PD flavor. Yeah. So. Now, I'm going to go ahead and on record and say I'm extremely confident in my pick for number three being the four-year Willet. So you said that. I remember you saying before we started that the Willet has a dill flavor. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't know what that is to be able to pick it out and say it. I'm curious to see. Okay. Once we go back and try this again after we're done. I think you'll be able to. Okay, that sounds good. Now that I've put that idea in your head. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. All right. Number one was letter C, which is? Rally point. Rally point. So good job, good job Alex. Thank you. And like I said, I was not, I'm not surprised by mm-hmm. that. That one was I, I wrote that down and then ended up switching it. All right. Number two was D. Got oh. that one. Dead Pikesville. We yeah. got, Kevin and I got the Yeah, we correct. got that one. Um, number three was B, which is, which will it? The four-year. The, the four-year. Thank you, sir. Wrong again. But I did get a will it, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. Partial credit. And then number <sighs> four was A, which is the will it three-year. Three year. I had that originally in that order, and I switched one and four. So I am very happy with the outcome on that. I'm not. I'm not upset. At, like I thought I was going to be. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little upset. <laughs> yeah, because I, mean, I had the I had them right, and I switched it last second. No, that's that's interesting because again, I I felt the only thing that I felt confident about was one the the peatiness. So I'm kind of happy that that guided me to the what i assume is the youngest on there the rally point it, it was still really good um but i'm i the two and the three tasted so similar i felt good that those were both the willets and i'm i'm kind of bummed that i was wrong about that because four didn't taste like two or three to me at all like i feel like the two willets tasted pretty distinctly different now hearing those answers yes they they are very different. really these two bottles are very different i'm surprised that they're I'm so excited different. to go back and try them yeah to see kind of what i thought well, especially because i thought one and four tasted pretty similar and two and three tasted pretty similar so i said as i said i switched my answers up um when i was tasting number four i originally had will at three years number one and when i tasted number four i was like no i think this is the will at three year which would have left me putting i was confident in my second and third picks mm-hmm. and so i was switching with number four and the reason I switched it was because of the burn that I got and the higher proof. And so that's why uh, the reason, no, that's the reason I originally thought it was that. And then I switched it, but because of the, I, what I felt like was the youngness of, of that fourth one. Um, but I tell you, I'm really surprised about as I ranked um, Rally Point as my second overall, these four going into that. Um, I mean, I, this is my first still 630. I've had, um, and them being a smaller craft mm-hmm. craft distillery, um, really impressive. Yeah, stuff I think that's have. a big shout out to Dave and Andrew yeah, over there. Real. I mean, they're super awesome guys. I mean, so that's good. I mean, their five years incredible, and that I thought I really that last the one, five the five years, so good. I, really I thought that last try. one for me, number four, which is the Will at three year. I mean, that's a big bottle. Like, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people who like that bottle. Yeah, um, it reminded me of the five year, and I think that's. You know, that's awesome. So, um, I think this was fun, guys. That was a lot of we'll fun. Let's do it again. Definitely. Move back to St. Louis, Nate. <laughs> I'll just do uh, it in another six months when he's visiting again. Yeah, we'll have to think of a different topic. Maybe we'll do bottom shelf bourbons. That sounds boring. It does. does sound boring. High proof bourbons. <laughs> we did that at my first show. We could do it again. There's, that sounds there's fun. Another one. We'll find another We'll one. find something else good to try. Team next flavor. time, Next time I'm here, I want some barbecue. Okay, we'll do some barbecue. <sighs> I forgot to do that today. So let's do you, picks. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> so let's jump into picks of the week. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up and uh, go from there. So Nate, again, picks of the week are you can choose anything that you want, anything that's been exciting for this week. Obviously, you have a fantastic week to choose from. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a good week. But it can be anything beer, bourbon, barbecue related, or it can be anything outside beer, bourbon, barbecue. Like we say most of the time, ninety percent of the time we pick something beer burn barbecue the other 10 percent star wars i mean that's just kind of how we roll on this show so um, yes we're nerds so nate <laughs> pick of the week all right my pick of the week uh was easy for me to pick um obviously i spent uh two and a half days in kentucky um but pick of the week is uh willet distillery um 
we that was the first one we visited, um, and it even after visiting all of the others and including Buffalo Trace, which was awesome. Don't get me wrong, Buffalo Trace is mm-hmm. is still Buffalo Trace, but the the experience I had at Willet was just outstanding. I think um, Willet's just so small too. Yeah, compared it was to real, Buffalo Trace, right? Yeah, comparatively, their their grounds were really uh, really pretty down there in Bardstown, um, and their gift shop was really nice set up. Just nice looking they had that four-year rye i was excited to buy and and that was my favorite one tonight that we had so i was that's even better uh, but the tour itself it was a small tour there was maybe 10 or 12 people that's nice uh we got to see the entire distillation process we got to try mm. the uh sour mash and the fermenting bar- and the fermenting vats and they have that copper pot still there yeah. that they still use um got to go up right up to it and see it and, and everything um it was just an intimate tour. Um, got to see the whole process. Got to see the the barreling of their white dog, and got to try it a little bit. They let it, they let some of us um, hammer in the bungs and the barrels. And Lindsay got to hammer in the bung. Well, yeah. Just, you know. Well, and some of the other people on tour as well. But your wife got to hammer. So yeah. your wife has a bottle of Willet. What are they? What are they doing? Rise? Is that I guess what? Yeah, doing? I think it was a rye. Okay. Um, but yeah, and so then we saw we got that my wife hammered the bung in the barrel, and then we saw him roll the barrels out to the warehouse. I mean, we saw the That's whole awesome. process, and it was it was really cool. It was That's really, really cool. awesome. Alex, pick the week. So mine, if you follow me on Instagram, you already know what this is. Um, the little story behind it. If you don't, you should. Uh, mine is Ben and Jerry's. Uh, Give me s'more flavor. And the reason this is my pick of the week because the first time I had Ben and Jerry's, I had this flavor. And it was amazing. I loved it. I could never find it again. For years, I looked and could never find it again. And finally, I looked on their website and saw that it was in their graveyard. They, they didn't produce it anymore. I was really upset. But um, I was already dating Anna at the time. And I told her, because I, I told her how good it was. And she was like, yeah, whatever. It's just s'mores. I'm like, no, it's the best one ever. And I'm like, they're going to, they're going to recreate it at some point. They have to. Because it was that good. And so every time we go to the grocery store, and she'll tell you this, I would go scan it just in case it was there. And finally, 12 years later, we were there this weekend, and it was there at the bottom. I I did my quick scan. I wasn't even going to look. But as I was walking away, I looked down, and I saw it. It was a a limited batch. There was only one left, and it it was the re-release of their s'mores flavor. That's awesome. That's cool. That's super cool. It was hilarious. Was it good? I got to rub it. Was it as good as it you remember? It was. That's good. I had the whole thing in one sitting. That was a mistake. I felt terrible, but it was delicious, and I'm glad I did it. At least it was a thing of ice cream rather than a bottle of bourbon. Yes, that would have been a bigger mistake. Yes. (laughs) So, if you find it, try it. Send it to me. I want more of it. (laughs) Uh, My pick of the week: simple, easy. It's Nate. You going to Kentucky? Um, Because I got three fantastic bottles of bourbon. Um, Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond or Bardstown Bottle and Bond and the uh, Green Label uh, Heaven Hill. So I'm yeah. excited about that. Got to restock the bourbon shelf now. Um, yeah, it's, it's so, already pretty stocked. Though, yeah, I mean, it's very well stocked, but even more stocked. Um, so, gentlemen, fantastic episode tonight. Yes. Um, thanks for coming, Nate. Yeah. We appreciate it. Um, appreciate you bringing your Willet and all that. And it was fun. We'll do it again. Um, if people want to contact you, Nate, what's the best way? How can they get a? How can they follow you on the Instagrams? Yeah, uh, my Instagram handle is all about bourbon, so it's all underscore about underscore bourbon. Um, I post on there pretty regularly, and uh, yeah, that's that's the best way to follow me. All your fun in. stuff with the Houston Whiskey Society. Yeah, Houston Bourbon Society. Uh, bourbon Society. Yeah, yeah, we had got a got a really good. Uh, really good group of thousands of people in Houston that are into whiskey and bourbon um, and a really good network of closer friends that are in the, in the industry uh, in Houston. And so um, it's really, it's been really cool. It's a, it's a really awesome community. We'll give them a shout out. They're a good group of guys. Yeah. Um, they follow, some of them follow us. So we're, we're happy about that. Yeah. Alex, how can people get a hold of you? I'm on Instagram at the dot Alex dot experiment. Check it out. You've always got good stuff. I do. Um, and I'm Kevin. You can follow me at beer underscore bourbon underscore barbecue, BBQ. Um, 
just living the dream. If you want to email us, you can email us at hello at shopbeerbourbonbarbecue.com. BBQ. It's confusing. I know. It is really confusing, but <laughs> it works. Uh, change that. It just it works, though. Uh, the website is www.shopbeerbourbonbarbecue.com. Um, you can also just click on the link in my profile page, and it will take you to all that fun stuff. Easy. Easily, yes. So, gentlemen, great night tonight. Um, Thanks for having me. Hey, glad you could come up and join us. Yeah. Um, and on that note, we hope you stay sauced on beer, bourbon, and barbecue. Yeah.